Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast looking at IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And I'm Onya. And this week we're discussing Juan Jose Campanella's The Secret in Their Eyes, or Anya will helpfully pronounce it in Spanish. El Secreto de Sus Ojos. Uh, which is the 2009 Argentinian film which won the Best Foreign Film Oscar in 2010, beating out a number of prime contenders, including, for example, uh, The White Ribbon and I believe a prophet as well. It is currently ranked in the top 250 movies of all time. And when we decided, when we invited Anya on, Anya O'Connor, who is joining us from the Sunday Independent, um, we asked her to provide a, a sort of a list of films that she'd like to talk about, a number of films on the list that sort of jumped out to her that she'd like, that she'd really like to discuss with us. And she came back with a couple and included among them was this film, The Secret in Their Eyes. So Anya, what was it about the secret in their eyes that sort of that that makes you want to talk about that you sort of you thought that it would be a fun film to talk about or an interesting film to talk about and discuss? Well, because it was one of the ones you hadn't done. <laughs> that that helps. <laughs> so, uh, but for me, that it, this film ticks kind of all the boxes in films that I like. Um, I love the Latin American thing, Spanish thing. I really like that. For me, it's just an instant. Ooh. And uh, then I think like, it's a wonderful love story, but not in a predictable way. I think mm, it's very yeah. layered. I think tonally it's fantastic. I think it there's an American remake, and I think the remake shows you how good this one is. Yeah, that's one of the things. Because, I mean, we, we normally we talk about how, like, when we first saw it and how we remember seeing it. I had never seen this before, before sitting down to watch it. I had seen the American remake because I think that came out about three or four years ago. Yeah, 2015-ish. And watching it, watching the American remake, my takeaway was that it was a perfectly adequate film. It was very average. There was very little that I remembered of it. Yeah. And sitting down and watching this, I was astounded by several things. First of all, I was astounded by the bits that I remembered from the American film watching it and going... These are much better here for some reason, but I also remember watching it, and we'll probably talk a bit more when we talk about the film in a bit more depth, but there's a sense watching the original Spanish language version that you can almost see like the chalk outline of the film that was assembled in the American version, and you can see where it went horribly wrong, just mm. by virtue of sort of the differences that exist between the two. So, But I, even the scenes that they lift directly, they don't work as well. Yeah. You know, they just, uh, I mean... I thought that, you know, for example, the scene in, in the um, the football match. Yeah. You know, the mm. way that shot oh. is extraordinary. I, then... I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. No. But they do an almost identical scene in the baseball match and it just... It doesn't click for the same reason. And there are a number of those throughout that just yeah. don't work as well. So I was actually thrilled to get a chance to sit down and watch it. You... The other thing that I love about this is the theme of revenge. That is one of my favorite themes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like the the morality around revenge is it right is it wrong all of those different kind of things and i think you know the fact that the benjamin's really he's more of an anti-hero than a hero you know it's all nice and complicated i love it yeah and it's a word well that that get well i suppose in the subtitles that gets repeated over and over is complicated yeah um and, and the um i i actually oddly enough had seen this movie um, before I didn't know, uh, as as is my custom, I kind of I I kind of came to 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 watch it, having forgotten what we were going to be covering, and had also forgotten even 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 when I saw the the title of the movie, I I I was like, oh okay, and sat down to watch it. It's like about kind of like 
maybe two or three minutes in, I was like, oh, I've seen this entire movie from start <laughs> to finish. Um, when, and, and I really loved this movie when I saw it. It was, it was one of those streets where you're up uh, and about to go to bed and a movie starts and you watch it until like say two in the morning. Yeah, mm. it was it was one of those um, where where it was on, uh, like like movies like this should be on television at oh. like eight or nine o'clock, you know. But because they're foreign language um, uh, films, they want to put them on television because obviously somebody will enjoy uh, them and they're, yeah. they're, they're well so loved. Like some, is... somebody at the station is like, please, can we <laughs> show this movie? Show, show this movie. And it's like, okay, but it's going to be at like quarter past mm-hmm. midnight. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would have discovered a lot of, um, when I was younger, particularly when we only had like 10 channels, which seems nostalgic. Cause I remember when people were like, remember when we only had four what channels. What do you mean nostalgic? I remember <laughs> we had four. <laughs> yeah. But I remember when we had like channel I four. I think I, I remember having four as well or two even. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember, I think it was just RT1 and RT2. I remember um, Tina G being a big thing when it came out. Uh, but TG4, that was TG4, so there was already a three there, right? No. No? no. Okay, so there was just an empty space. It, was, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, TG Cahar. It was uh, Television Aguilar, oh, okay. wasn't it? Okay. I, think I don't so, remember. Anyway. I don't remember the order that they came in. Because okay. I always would have associated it with number four. But I, I remember watching, for example... Like, how I would have been exposed to a lot of foreign films when I was growing up was on Channel 4. Sure, And it's yeah. exactly what Andrew describes. It's like, yeah. it's Monday night. It's a quarter past 11. You're flicking through the channels and there's a weird Japanese horror on and all of a sudden you're there until 2 a.m. in the morning. And it wasn't so easy to record. You know, now you can just go, I'll watch it later and, and hit press record. The button. But before mm. you had to faff around with some class and machine. Exactly. And then and hope that it wasn't preempted yeah. or that the TV guy wasn't wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of miss the analog era in some ways in that sort of nostalgic technology sense, but it's a lot easier now. No, no, no. Take it from someone who lived through years of the analog <laughs> era. Don't miss it. <laughs> um, but myself and Anya were actually talking before we came on mic about how difficult it is even to find this film sometimes. Because mm. um, to get, get a hold of it to watch for this, I have to buy it online from the Google Play Store. I couldn't find it on Sky. The American version is more readily available on Netflix and on, on home media and stuff like that. So this was actually quite difficult to find and surprisingly. I, I haven't seen the American version, actually. <laughs> you don't from need to. Nothing, from nothing, nothing you've said makes me want to kind of check it out for means of comparison. But um, um, no, as a film, it's perfectly serviceable. Yeah. Like it's not, well, it's, a lot it's, of it's not bad. It's a good story, and, though they change it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Anyways, but and, I mean, it's got a great it doesn't cast. have the magic of this. No, yeah. but like revenge, st- yeah. standard kind of serviceable revenge movies, or like they're they, especially when it's it's. I was listening to Carmode Mayo, and they were talking about how it was a slow week for movies after kind of um, uh, Infinity, Infinity War, where it just um, disturbed everything. And you had this yeah. little effect of so you don't have very many kind of like promising releases but there's a few kind of like things that are okay yeah and the, the where when when these sorts or, of movies might be released you know like the the kind of revenge remake of a, mm. of a yeah a foreign language film and stuff yeah well i mean the, the issue with infinity wars they moved it forward a week as well so you have like that extra vacuum in behind it was it amy schumar who was posting on um the instagram account of of infinity war after they moved it up a week was like Okay, well, I guess now I have to move I Feel Pretty also up a week to avoid getting crushed by you guys. Um, mm. But there is there is sort of... Like, I mean, there's a weird market of remake, And I suppose this is a general conversation about, like, American remakes of foreign films in general that are completely unnecessary. 
But this remind the the remake of this almost reminds me a lot of say, and you talk about revenge films like Old Boy, Spike Lee's Old Boy, which is another mm. American remake which I remember being perfectly grand, but I haven't seen being that. I've seen the Park Chan Wook. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, which is a I've never fantastic. seen the remake either. Yeah, okay. but it it's grand. It's is it Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin, Samuel Jackson, um, Elizabeth Olsen's in it as well. In so yeah, it's. Oh my god. It's, it's entirely possible it's been sort of forgotten and then there was like was it let the right one in it's yeah let, the swedish one that was remade which was i that, think that yeah. wasn't a bad remake actually but it was unnecessary yeah that that's the thing i think so many of them are unnecessary yeah and, and this one in particular do people is hate subtitles that much yeah no, i suppose yes. i suppose <laughs> it's like when it, we um i'd like to kind of t- take the the most generous interpretation in that somebody has seen this movie and thought it's such a shame that this hasn't reached a wider audience. Let's tell this story again. And I'm sure nobody sets out to 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 make a movie that's not that's perfectly uh, adequate. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They 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 want they want to make a great movie and they want to be really proud of it. It's it, it would be so difficult to to match up with 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 this. And yeah, yeah. I think it's so layered and. I think it's, there's just so much to it, and to get right as much as they get right, you really are pushing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's it, it's one of those movies that's like I'm I I I haven't really I I suppose we'll talk about it when we get on the other side of the uh, spoiler zone. And there are actually a few spoilers in this movie. Yeah. It's not always appropriate to talk about spoilers, but we generally <laughs> uh, say spoilers. I'm quite a anyway. It was completely unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, um, but. But, um, sorry, I've completely forgot what I was going to say. Um, but I guess one of the things that's sort of striking about this, sort of when you're talking about, like, the unnecessary American remake and stuff like that, it's also, and it's like something we talked about when we talked about, like, the Paul Verhoeven films that are being remade recently as well. It's like trying to remake something, but removing it from a context where it maybe makes a great deal of sense in a way that like, and this is interesting because this is an Argentinian film made in 2009 and it's set back in the seventies and it's set at the turn of the millennium Mm. and it's very accessible. It's extraordinarily accessible. I I don't know much about Argentinian history, but it's, it's a rollicking, it's not a rollicking, that's that's an unfortunate, (laughs) but I was going for alliteration there. It didn't quite work a rollicking revenge uh, rampage, but it's, it's a very, it's a, just think, yeah, we should be clear. It's It's not rollicking. rollicking. It's it, but it is a, a, I I mean, an atmospheric revenge. I understand why you might say rollicking though, because I, I think, um, you, you, you 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 made a very good point on you that the tone in 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 this movie is very good and the 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 mixture of of tones and the kind of like um uh, dance of 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 these uh tonal shifts that aren't jarring that work really yeah, well yeah and that's one of the that was one of the comparisons with the american one the character who they sort of mix it up a little bit but it's the character who's played by the bloke out of breaking bad Oh, by Dean Norris, yes, yeah, yeah. The, who is the the sidekick, and, and yeah, it's a and he's different this, role here. Yeah, and he plays the same role as Sandoval. Okay, and but if you can imagine Dean Norris in in the role of like, yeah. the, it doesn't quite work. He doesn't have and the, the funny bits jar. You're going, oh, that that no, that doesn't <laughs> mm. work. Whereas in that, it's totally integrated. Yeah. It's it, it, in the it, original it, version, it's totally yeah. integrated. It's right. The humor fits I, with that situation. Don't, don't. And I mean, you also have, for example, again, I don't want to turn this into a comparison of the remake and the original. But yeah, like the big example of what doesn't work, like 
the Julia Roberts character in in the remake, right? Which is that in and again, this is one of those things where, where I'd seen the remake beforehand and I was like, this sort of works. I sort of see what it's doing. And then I watched the original and it's like this element clicks perfectly because in the original you and you have this parallel journey between two of the central characters where they almost see each other reflected in one another and they're sort of their counterparts for one another. And what you get in the American version is you change one of those characters fundamentally in such a way that they they can't mirror one another. And so it, the story doesn't work. And I couldn't quite articulate why it didn't work until I watched the original and saw that aspect of it working. Mm. So it's kind of, it's interesting almost as like a film class exercise in terms of like story construction. And in, in, in doubling and in putting two female leads in the, in the remake, they actually diluted the power of the, of the female role. Mm. You know, they have to, they didn't, they didn't make it a more woman power movie they they have right. the power of they sort of, yeah, of them. So it's sort of split out and instead of being one role it, it mm. becomes ha- two half roles um, um i i suppose i suppose it comes to whether 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 we would whether we'd recommend this movie whether 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 we feel it deserves it to be on the 250 whether it be on our 250 and I, i've remembered what i was going to say i feel like this movie is perfect <laughs> I, 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 like every now and then I watch a movie and I'm like exactly. this movie ticks, is perfect ticks like, every box yeah like we, we I, I, I think I've said it like a few times on the podcast because it, it's difficult it's difficult to say that about a movie mm. and you can't really criticise a movie for not being perfect <laughs> um, even though that's exactly what you're doing when you're uh, kind of like I guess picking this, this part like, doesn't work bits this part that doesn't you didn't work. work but it, like look, look looking back like I, I, I just found it was, it was such a kind of beautiful experience to 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 watch this beautiful movie. And I um, always complain about films being too long, mm. and this is long, and it's not too long. No, yeah, not at all. It's yeah. two hours yeah. and nine minutes long, yeah. and it, it goes by. Perfectly. I'm normally, you know, about one fifty. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> check the watch there, ready to go. I mean, and 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 the thing it does in this movie that a lot of overlong movies do is it has uh, these kind of false endings. Where you're sometimes watching a movie and you're like, oh, no, yeah. come on, what? Why isn't it over yet? They're they're going to add more to this, and you can and you realize that they're doing this, and you're 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 kind of like uh, put out. They do it in this movie, and you're like, oh, like you're excited for it. Yeah, you're glad yeah. it's not over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's Which, another layer to the onion, so yeah. to speak. and it, it's like like a compelling kind of um, uh, uh, pro- prolonging of, the, of, of this. And yeah. I mean, I also think that while being very long, it's almost perfectly paced. Because I remember yeah. I was watching it and it, it's, it doesn't spoil much to say it's like a police procedural movie in some respects. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was amazed at I how... I guess to give a people idea of what to expect. Yeah. yeah. But I was amazed at how quickly the plot advanced and how quickly the leads went and how few dead ends there were, how little padding there seemed to be on the film itself for a film that is two hours and nine minutes long. It's, it's remarkable. It goes yeah. it, and it keeps going as well. And then, I, I mean, I suppose, would you want to say basically what it's about? Like essentially, or, or will the, will people know? I yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think, I think we can, we can, um, in very broad terms. We, yeah. We, 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 we can, we can set it up certainly. Yeah. So it basically follows an investigation. Well, it, it follows um, two parallel tracks in which a writer in Argentina in Buenos Aires in 2000 is going back and looking at his history as, a, as an investigator back in 1974. And he's particularly investigating or looking back on one of the cases he investigated, which was the rape and murder of a 23-year-old teacher. And basically looking at how that case didn't end up 
resolved in the way that he would have hoped that it did. And so the film sort of explores the initial investigation and it sort of catches up with him as he digs into it. And and you have this sort of parallel track where it's both a thriller and an intimate character study and also a political commentary because it's very much wired into what was happening in a broader context at the same time and a romance as well. Yeah. So the, that's a the, romance, the, the, a love story the, with no kisses. Yeah. The, well, spoilers. <laughs> Can the, you spoil the, it? Doesn't happen. Uh, the yeah, and the like you you can't talk about this movie without talking about the 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 romance, and I'm um, and I'm sure we will. This the like the this is a tremendous uh, love story, and I suppose for 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 I I I think we all, all kinds of love. Oh yeah, this unrequited love, you know, passionate love, oh, every Eternal single love, kind, yeah. revenge, love, all sorts of love, like yeah. whatever kind yeah. there is, like it's got. That's why it's a love story because it's got loads of love, loads of kinds of love. Yeah, and it, it's very yeah. It, oh, absolutely. It, it's it's it's, it's very multifaceted love. and kind of um, complicated and uh, dark. Um, like it's like love. harrowing in 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 places. Yeah, kind of style love in places, like, like um, yeah. twisted kind of uh, ver- ver- versions of 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 love, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so. even some platonic love as well, like our platonic yeah. love. So I mean, yeah. it's got everything. Um, but anyway, so with that in mind, then we'll probably we'll move into the spoiler zone. But I guess there are kind of three questions we ask before we do that, and, and we'll start by asking Anya. And I suspect, given that you picked this movie and how we've all been very enthusiastic about this movie, we already know the answer to these. But but let's run through them pro form anyway. Do you think that this belongs on the IMDb's list of the top two hundred fifty movies ever made? Unquestionably. Cool. Would this be on your personal list of the two hundred fifty best movies ever made? Unquestionably. And if there are people out there who haven't seen the movie or who have seen the remake, would you recommend that they seek out the original and watch it at the first opportunity? Yeah, I mean, unless you have a real phobia of subtitles, but I think the story really, really uh, has something for everyone. And it's very complete, very fulfilling, very satisfying. I think it really works. Cool. And Andrew, yourself? Yeah, and as 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 a piece of cinema, not, not, not just as a story, there's... There, there's um, fantastic performances in this, like incredible, and this is a very funny movie as well as a very, um, yeah. The the description of it makes it, it, it and it is harrowing. Let's be entirely yeah. honest, it is harrowing in places, but it also is not dark. It's not, oh, it's not like well, it, oppressively it, it, dark it all is, the time. But it, yeah, it, it has that tonal kind of diversity in it, where 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 it can make you laugh and it can make you cry. The 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 there's such a cliche, but it like I talk and and and. And it, it can it can make you cry because something is so sad, and it can make you cry because something is so heartwarming and true yeah. in it. And um, and it does it 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 does both those things because it has like kind of tragedy and beauty and um comedy, and yeah, it 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 it'll um. Like, it's quite like it's you know Campanella's films always well always maybe that's a generalization, but a lot of the time. They are divided between two times, so they they will you know they'll be set in a time and then they'll be they'll go back and the okay. past is always better for the characters, except in this film. <laughs> this is the only one of his films where the past is not a better place. Oh, so it's yeah. actually 
very uplifting in that sense who, in that things actually get better who, um, who's this makeup guy <laughs> <laughs> i imagine it's the same for, yeah. for for each movie he does where he's like that was very good um for, the, the for, old age makeup for fans of old age makeup this is a, a very good example of it i like um, i like fans of old age makeup for the people <laughs> who keep track of these things um that's lucilla uh Roberosa, and i apologize i'm gonna mangle names on this i'm not very good with pronunciation um uh, but yes, um, the old the old age makeup is fantastic. I would agree with most of that. Um, I've only seen it one time, so I'm hesitant to say it'll be on my personal 250. But I think it belongs on the 250. I think it's fantastic. I absolutely adore it. And if you haven't seen it, I'd say rush out and watch it. So with that in mind, if you haven't seen it already, rush pause the podcast, pause, pause the podcast, rush out, watch the movie, and then come back and join us on the other side of the spoiler zone where we'll talk about the movie in a bit more depth. Like I don't think anyone's going to watch it and say, "Oh God, that was crap." You know, like, I mean, someone's... So, you get something out of it. Yeah. We hope. <laughs> and, no, definitely. <laughs> and if you don't, you have no taste. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take it easy, guys. We'll see you on the other side of the sports. Spoiler zone. So Anya, right? What is the secret in their eyes about for you? Oi. Alright. <laughs> it's a it's an easy question. It's yeah, soft, yeah. softball, I think. Well, I mean the main themes are love and justice for me. Mm. And uh, as previously mentioned, all kinds of love. Uh, how it can be positive, how it could be negative, how it can be destructive, how it can be something that causes stagnation, actually. And it is the driving force of this. And it is also then, you know, it, it's all about passion, I suppose. So, I mean, you know, love, hatred, vengeance, justice and I don't know. I think they're just the most interesting things. <laughs> and it's a story that gets told in in, in so many different ways. So, uh, like, it, it's a theme that kind of uh, permeates the entire movie. And 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 there's, I, I guess, there are a few other things as well, but they're kind of related. Like the whole idea of kind of remembering, and and uh, the the your your memories and what they what they do for you and how they can also hold you back. Um, and 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 what it means to be kind of and I how guess, you hold on to them and how you curate them, particularly yeah. at times where you you don't have an official record or how they sort of compare and engage with an official record. And they they have this idea of being lost in time, but also of like time kind of um, and memory slipping away from you. So there is lines about kind of like I don't know if it's a memory or a memory of a memory. I'm sure. starting to forget, and I have to remember to remember. Pretty yeah. Much. And uh, which is you, interesting because we talked about this in the podcast before. When you remember a memory, you actually rewrite it. Your process of remembering effectively warps your memory because so there's no real objective record there. Whenever you conjure up an image of something important to you, you're actually pulling it up into the front of your brain, rewriting it and sending it back. 
Um, I'm surprised we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the um, the uh, um, brain brain imaging um, yeah, uh, podcast. podcast. We're, we're, we're very yeah, interested in neurology very, here on the two fifty <laughs> cognitive neurologist. Sorry, um, the, I just the, find it interesting philosophically it speaking. Yeah, no, it. absolutely. Did um, and the the but it is particularly as you get older. Like I mean. I think you two are too young, but like, oh well, thank you. you. <laughs> we don't hear I, that I, I, often. Yeah, whoa, I moisturize <laughs> every day. Um, but the notion of regret is very interesting, yeah. um, and you know, I I thought that that it worked so differently for each of the characters. Mm. And the the idea as well of fear. Early in the movie, he, he yeah. rolls over in bed. Wakes up in yeah. the middle of, yeah. And mm. basically just writes, I fear, on it in a notepad. Um, and it's just like, he has no context for this. It's, he talks about how it's just like an exercise almost as a writer. Yeah. It's just to, to capture an emotional response. And his re- emotional response is, I fear. Yes, yeah. And, yeah, and the, the it prevents him from, like, over 25 years from from ever, like, truly... Expressing, ex- expressing himself. That yeah, exactly. That um, and there's a there's a line when when, and he is an admirer, of. We're introduced to him, and he sees he's trying to write this story, and it, it's it's a funny kind of piece of kind of dramatic irony because because he's going through like all of the different ways to tell this story, which is kind of re- re- revealing what the movie is going to be, and he's throwing them all away. And then it comes back to to seeing Arena Hastings at the train at the train station. Yeah, no, but but Which in but theory, the, but two the first time, stories if he was going yeah. to tell them, yeah. And the first time he met her, because he's he's trying to think of of ways to start with Liliana and Ricardo. Liliana is the woman who's been raped and murdered, and Ricardo Morales is um, her her um, husband. Husband, yeah. But it, 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 he, he admires Ricardo. And, and one of, one of the kind of keys to that is there's, there's a moment when he's talking to Ricardo and Ricardo says, I still don't know how I got the courage to, to, to talk to her, to talk to Liliana. Yeah. And, and, and not only did he have the courage to, to, to talk to Liliana, which, which, which Benjamin doesn't um has 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 never had in these 25 years sure and he's li- he's missed out on 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 a life but he he also still has this 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 in, enduring love and it's something that that uh benjamin repeats over and over again is that i've never seen such love as the one the one that morales has for yes. his dead wife yeah, yeah. I mean, you get that big moment at the end. And actually, look, just in terms of like structure of the film, just to pause a moment to admire like the beauty of the construction of the film, just on a narrative level. You have this recurring joke about how the typewriter in the office where the A is is broken. And you have, you know, this this wonderful gag where he's going through and he's changing the A's and all. Yeah. And, And then at the very end, it pays off with the transformation of I fear into I love. Simply by changing the letter A. The A, because yeah, um, there's so many details like the the medical books on the shelf yeah. mm. in the house. You know, there's yeah. a clue before there's a clue. It, it's very, very, um, very well constructed. Re, I suppose we we probably, sh- but it should. suggests that those two are intertwined. That love and fear yes. are like are part are like two sides of the same coin. That like Benjamin's sort of you know fear of expressing himself to to Irene is is you know 
the other side of the coin to the deep love that he feels and he can't express. And well, I think it's an inhibitor. That's it exactly. I think, yeah. so, I think the fear is and, is part of the love. Like, yeah. it's, it's not an impediment to it. It's not a block of. Like, it's, I would disagree. Okay. <laughs> for him, it, it has been. Yeah. yeah. For, for, for him, it's the, the fear isn't part of love. Fear is the thing that is stopping you from getting uh, uh, hurt, from, from putting yourself... Like you said, it's the, the, the vulnerability that that you're kind of um, refusing to... Um... But in order to love, you have to be vulnerable. And in order to be vulnerable, you have to be afraid. Like, if, if you're not afraid, it's not vulnerability. Well, I would argue well, if... that if you, if you, you know, that if you won't... That you're afraid to be vulnerable. Oh, okay. Fear stops yeah. you being vulnerable. Vulnerability is courage, oh, I, I, rather than uh, uh, fear. I think if there's no fear, it's not vulnerability. I think if you're if you're not afraid on some level, then you are not opening yourself up. I think that oh, opening yeah. yourself but up it, involves it, being afraid. It's 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 conquering. I think it fear. involves oh, yeah, facing conquering your fear. fear. Yeah, yeah, it's like conquering it's, fear. Yeah, but yeah. it's fear would stop you being vulnerable. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not being defined by fear. And I think for him that's what's happened. Like I mean I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. And he's allowed it to shape his life for the last 25 years. And it's 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 an interesting thing cuz cuz we 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 get the, the, the um I suppose that the what what's what what we said there about like the medical books and the typewriter and these sorts of things. Anybody who's Anybody who's, I, I guess, listened this far and they've already seen the movie, watch it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like for, for people who, who, who are listening where they're like, oh, I really like that movie um, and I've seen it. So there's no need to, 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 go, to, back to, to go back and watch it. Do. Because this is my second time watching it and really rewards a Stephen things re-watching. like the use of colour. Absolutely. And the, 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 the I, I suppose. She always has something red. Yeah, like red is more or less, and, yeah. depending on, on, on how know, she's might just be little earrings, might be her nails, it might be her whole top. It's, yeah, there's always something. The and even at the very end, when he goes off to to visit, um, to visit sort of your man who's now living alone in the middle of nowhere, it's all grey, it's all desaturated, it's very cold. And then it's like you have the red curtains that he that he keeps. And yeah. Sort of like you have these little flourishes of color. You have him going finally to put the flower on on the grave of his partner. And it's it's red. It's it's a sea of red flowers. It's, so it, you see at the end that color coming back in. Even when you finally go back into his house with her, for example, or even when he's sitting down doing the typewriting after he's dis- made this discovery, like then you see the color sort of creeping back in. But until that point, it's very desaturated. It's very cold. It's very in general. Rough. Yeah, the past. I think the past is shot desaturated. Oh. No, is and the, the present thought, okay. is more. I thought the pre- brighter. I, I thought well, okay. It was it was it was interesting as well the the and the conversation that like jumping ahead which is fine I guess to to don't uh, worry we'll flash back but, to twenty minutes <laughs> exactly but yeah to 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 the kind of idea of rewatching it um that conversation at at the end of the movie well um at the kind of penultimate um uh, scene I guess which is concluding one half of of this movie which is the which is the story of Ricardo Morales and 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 also um of Isidoro uh, Gomez and they're um but when 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 they're having that conversation he's asking oh like did you ever get married and it's just like kind of hilarious conversation because he's like no it's it's complicated <laughs> is what he says and and of course 
And of course, Benjamin's response is, yeah, it's also complicated for me. But they think they're talking about the same sort of thing. There's a very specific Reason complication yeah. for, um, for Ricardo. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's. I Ricardo has some things that are difficult to explain yeah. to, uh, to a girlfriend. <laughs> and a constant, yeah, constant demand this time. He can't really take any long-term holidays. Um, but I mean, like, he has a farm to look after. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, that sort of gets back to this idea of of love and stuff because he's he's basically he's kidnapped. Or not to let's talk about the ending because I feel like that's that's kind of what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. which is where you know Gomez, who is the person who is responsible for the rape and murder. Um, he has not been prosecuted through the, the law because obviously the law, you know, is, is, there is no justice in the law because of what's happening politically at the time. He's a, he's an informer. He's a high value contact. Yeah, he's involved. He's been in granted amnesty because of like, yeah. The services that he provides yeah. to the government, which yeah, is. He becomes yeah. part of the AAA. I think that was, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the people who worked for the Peron for her government, the, the, their death squads. Yeah. Um, and, and he's. The inference there is, I think, it doesn't actually say AAA, but I mean, it seems to be that that's yeah. well, it's very that's, subtle, that would tie in with the, way the time. It gets it across. 1974, 75, and that's what. Well, it's never it's never heavy handed in the kind of politics or history telling in yeah. in this. There's no text across the screen. Yeah. There's no like introduction saying it's 1974. Argentina's in a state of turmoil. Yeah, um, I presume like all of it's a lot more obvious for a, a home audience. Yeah. That, and you know, Argent that I think that's the tail end of what was called, you know, New Argentine Cinema or whatever they called it in English. And it was you know, there had been so many changes and inevitably whenever you have a, a history like Argentino that's so ex you know, there've been very like Pinochet, Peron and then, you know, the economic disasters that they had it really did influence cinema, which was a huge, they had a great history of cinema in Argentina, dating back a long time in a wonderful cinema industry. And then it was inevitably affected by, I mean, under Pinochet, it was basically a propaganda machine or else it was uh, in, you know, people in exile. And then afterwards, it was a response to that. But it was all quite political. It was all very ideas based. And then mm. the new Argentine cinema was about people. And so it was, you know, there was little small stories that people could finally go to the cinema and go, oh, that's me or that's my mm. story or whatever. And this kind of, in a way, amalgamates all of those things because there's a little bit of the political thing in it, but it's not defining. No. But it is very much human stories. Well, this is one of the things actually that I, I, I've read, I read, did a bit of research uh, coming into the podcast. And like one of the, one of the great observations, one of the observations is made repeatedly by film critics with sort of an understanding of Argentinian film and history is that the film is structured remarkably well in terms of being accessible to foreign audiences, but also meaning a great deal to the Argentinians who are watching it in, as you point out in their home cinema. So to pick an example, like you have him writing down the date of June 21st, 1974. And for foreign audiences, that's sort of likened to, I know, I know Campanella has worked in American TV. He's directed, for example, episodes of House, episodes of 30 Rock. He's done a lot of work on Law and Order uh, SVU, for example. And he sort of, he said that he took an approach to this that was similar to that. So that date to American and international audiences is just like exposition. It's just like, okay, we're going back to the 70s. But for Argentinian audiences uh, watching, they know that this is 10 days before the death of Juan Perón. And so they know that this hassle's coming. And it happens again later on when he states, look, it's the 28th of June. And so the, the, oh, the Argentinian audience knows that this is building to something 
big in their own history, but foreign audiences, the film never makes it, you know, never has this sort of, it does have a pretending sense of doom, but it doesn't have the same deadline if you don't know it in that level of detail. And even the mm. fact that the, the scenes that are set close to the present day are set, I believe, around 2000. Um, 1999, a, I think, yes. Yeah, so 25 years, isn't it? Yes, yeah, 25, I think it's 1999, and, and it's just before they default. Yeah. Mm. And that, that was at a time, apparently, when every Argentine had three jobs. Wow. <laughs> like, that was, you had to have. In order to stay afloat. Yeah, there was a massive crash in 96, I think, so that's. Still, still in the news, Argent, uh, the Argentinian economy, they had to go to great uh, lengths to, to protect their currency. And it's, 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 it's a weird thing because they, they, owe, they owe the United States a lot of money. And the, the strength of the dollar now means that they owe them more money. Oh. So they, and, and they're, they're trying, um, in order to protect their... Uh, the value of their currency versus the dollar, they were increasing their uh, interest rates by like up to around forty percent, like in, a, in 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 a week. So yeah, there's a lot of instability um, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, uh, it's it, it it's yeah. I I, I suppose. <laughs> but even even in the context of the film, though, and in the context of the because it it set like the backdrop or the implication is that it's the backdrop of Argentina's uh, dirty war, which is after Peron died and you had the death squads and stuff like that. A lot of the imagery is sort of colored and informed by that. So, for example, the flashbacks, you know, the, the, the framing story of 2000 would have been, or sorry, 1999, would have been around the time that I think they're called the full stop laws would have been repealed, which were the ones that prevented anybody who had been involved in any of the atrocities. The amnesty was basically oh, revoked, okay. oh. which makes the the time of this going back and reopening the case very pointed. Um, it's like it's made clear that, for example, he returned from, and I apologize, I'm going to mangle the pronunciation here, uh, Juan, uh in 1985, which would have been the point at which you would have had the first trials of the people who were involved in this Argentinian dirty war. You would have had the first tribunals taking place. So there is like a historical context for what's happening. I mean, even... Even the violence that's conducted, like even the, the, the that opens the film, the the rape and murder conducted by Gomez. Now that's a personal crime that he's committing for his own reasons, but that's the same methodology and apparatus that the state would have used: murder and sexual violence and intimidation. And in fact, it's actually likened later on in the movie when Sandoval is shot and murdered in his own not in his own bed, but in in Benjamin's bed. So you have that sort of correlation between like the personal violence and, and the state political violence. And you have a nice mirroring going on there. You know, you mm. have like the bit where they go and visit the, the guy who's basically using Gomez. And he's like, you know, sure, he's got some personal interests, you know. What that, he does in his private life is his own thing. But yeah. like just that happens to be rape and murder. That's yeah. his yeah. own private life. So it's this actually hobby. ties in nicely like, with the like, job we want to give him. Like, That's it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like he has a hobby and that hobby is quite useful for where we plan yeah. his career trajectory to go. Yeah, yeah. it's along with football. As they, <laughs> yeah, they, and that, that, it's, a fun, it's a fantastic kind of um, true line This that they, that they use um, football to represent. And it's this kind of eureka moment for um for the character of Pablo Sandoval who is fantastic who, they, and so many people in this movie are incredible really um the performances are um are amazing and i i imagine that must have been one of the major difficulties in making an an, an american remake because of course you can you can find per, per per perhaps actors who 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 
who are good, like in yeah. in, sure, in Hollywood. But how of... how how do you how do you find the the kind of alchemy that this movie has? Yeah, I mean, I think of all it? of that works so well that you you either have to try and mimic it or totally change it, and it seems mm. pointless to change it and yeah. impossible yeah. to mimic. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're in an impossible situation. Really, it is. Hide, yeah. to no- hide into nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the, but he, 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 he makes this, he has this great kind of monologue where um, as, as Esposito is like, oh, kind of like, what is it now? And he's like, well, it's, it's, He's what? What's what's his line again? It's, Who's Sandoval? You can change everything. Yeah, you can change your passion exactly. You can change your face. You can change your address. Your job, you yeah. can change your job. You can change everything, but you can't change what you're passionate about. And this in- incredible scene then, where where they reveal that these names that they mm. thought were old, kind of um, family uh, friends, but, yeah, were actually all of these footballers from like uh, the sixties. Uh, yeah. yeah, in the, the the, um, it's not. It's not. It's not Rio de la Plata or, or like Boca Sporting. Juniors. It's uh, Racing, isn't it? Oh yeah. 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 Or is, is it's Racing and yeah. the Academy. I think as well as yeah. the other one. And then it's it, the 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 pacing in this movie is incredible, and the kind of ex- excitement, and the, the, like like we talk about how kind of like beautiful and kind of touching and deep this movie is, but it's also a very kind of exciting sort of mm. like it, it has. It has kind of brief moments of action that it does quite well. But I mean, because the 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 when when and the, the ending is a great surprise. Absolutely, and but the that shot and you were saying they they do the same thing with with a baseball stadium is incredible. This is the seven I minute have long. No take idea that's... how they did that, and it was pre drone. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it like yeah. probably? Yeah, they wouldn't. Well, maybe this is this. So, this I is know how they would do it now, but which e- is even the new CGI. E- uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and and like there must so have been old. some sort of a trickery, but basically for like, and if you haven't they did. seen they, it, the go watch it. The department but, was quite busy. I think. They, yeah, they they really he was very keen to use the most up-to-date effects absolutely so they they combined seven different shots uh, for that seven minute sequence there were a hundred extras involved and it's it's just remarkable it's a fantastic sequence because not only is it like the scale of it's impossible because you begin flying over over this stadium swooping down into the audience pushing through a compact crowd but even in terms of like organization the focal character at several points during the sequence changes so first you're on benjamin then you're on sand well, then you know you're on Gomez, and it it jumps back and forth between them, and they sort of interlock and they intersect, and it's, it's handheld and like yeah, it's amazing. The, and I, the the ambition to 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 do this kind of impossible shots, like and at one point that was something we planned. It's like this is an impossible shot, and we're going to put it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's been argued that that's one of the reasons that it got the Oscar over the other two favorites, which were the White Ribbon and a Prophet, was because that that shot is like that single seven minute shot is like how the hell did you do that? Um, and I love that the sequence opens with them chanting Academy, Academy, Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is it's astounding, and it's incredible, and it moves, and it doesn't feel. Because a lot of oners can often feel like they're showing off, and this is very clearly showing off. But it's done but in it, a way but it's that incredible. it's incredible. I mean, it, and, yeah. and and the excitement of the football stadium as you're coming in, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I the, um, 
And like I, I suppose even the shift in focus from the guy who they think is Gomez, then pulling back a row and revealing, oh my god, that's actually Gomez, and the slow realization—it's fantastic. There are a lot of great shots, though, aren't yeah. there? I mean, and that then, one really stands out, but there are a lot yeah. of the way it's shot, yeah, and the lift scene as well. Oh, with oh. the with him in it, and then you can see his reflection where he's sort of smirking. I mean, there's even like even just really basic stuff like use of space in um, in the sequences where they're rummaging through his mother's house, which is, again, something that Campanella, I think, admits that he sort of, he honed on doing, like, American procedurals, but where you have that low angle and the sort of claustrophobic space that turns the urban environment into something sort of hostile almost. It's, it's very, very well done. And I mean, even in terms of storytelling, stuff like the details about the letters and then going and rummaging because they realise that one of the letters is recent, so they rummage through the trash... And even then, as Andrew pointed out, then jumping from that to the names in the letters correspond to football players, correspond to a passion. It's like, this is not just a procedural. And, and describing it as a procedural is almost dismissive of it. But it is a fantastic procedural. Like, it's yeah. immaculately constructed. Absolutely. And the, 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 and then earlier in the movie as well, with the, with the, with the first breakthrough, where Esposito notices the secret in there in in his oh, eyes. Oh, with the staring and yeah. in, in the in the pictures. That, that, yeah, that, and it's a great title for 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 the movie. Well, you know that the it's based on a novel, and the novel is titled "The Question in Their Eyes." Oh, mm. so the 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 um, and it's a funny thing as well because there is there is a a strange kind of a parallel because the the thing that Benjamin notices is the look. In, um, Gomez. in Gomez's yeah. eyes, and Gomez is the villain. Yeah. But then that that same look, um, or a similar look, we, happens later we, in the film. And we see later the in, office party. Yeah. And Benjamin <laughs> looking at Irene, and it's this funny kind of. Um, uh, it's a strange. It's it's because it's 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 talking about how, in in a in a in a sick, perverse way, Gomez. Is in love with uh, well in Gomez, Gomez, and, and Ricardo are the two different sides. Like, again, this is like this is what the remake loses when the remake makes the remake basically takes the Ricardo character and makes it Julia Roberts, and instead of being a husband, she's a mother, and so you lose that parallel between the detective and, and the DA. But in the context of this film, you have like. Esposito sees himself in both Ricardo and in Gomez. He sees, you know, the fear reflected in Gomez. Gomez is like the embodiment of that fear and that and obviously taken to a much, much darker place and a much more misogynistic, much angrier place. But it's there's horrific. also Yeah, it this, is horrific. This movie is yeah. But there's also he sees, you know, his sort of devotion Ricardo is almost the aspiration. Mm. Ricardo's the man who, as you pointed out, found the courage to Yeah, admit in twenty five years I've yeah. never and, seen the sort of love that you have for Liliana. Yeah. And the funny thing is to realize kind of how they at the end of the movie they're 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 and it's the way they're even shot yes. they're both monsters in 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 some uh, well, way they're both each other's jailers in their yeah. own way like this is absolutely the yeah, yeah that's the longest relationship <laughs> in the whole film <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the most enduring relationship that is <laughs> it's Gomez and Ricardo it's and not they don't end speak. anytime soon yeah, yeah. And they don't even speak to one another. Um, yeah. <laughs> they like just old, understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An old married Please. couple. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, he's you know as much a prisoner as his prisoner in the end. That's it. Yeah, and they they like they're both kind of they they because because a lot of characters in a movie are aged. 
the way they're aged is they've, yeah, they've they, all lost yeah. their hair. They've got, and have got these, ugly aged. Yeah, the hair yeah. have, have yeah, gone quite exactly. nice aged. It's yeah. a little bit of silver fox. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and they were two like kind of shave properly. Like <laughs> handsome <laughs> characters early in, in well, like um, they certainly had parts of the movie where they were very kind of camped. Yeah. <laughs> and they're certainly less camped <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean the, the husband, Morales, was gorgeous. Yeah. But even even like for the like kind of triple A portion of the movie that where where um, yeah, Go- Gomez all... is all in suits with like his kind of uh, murder posse, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, his, yeah. His gun in the lake. It was a stuff. stylish death, po- death yeah. squad. Yeah, yeah. And if you are going to be a death squad, you might as well sort of commit to it. But yeah, that's what we say. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, but I mean, it was that, like, I mean, it, it was his moment of glory. Like, I mean, that was yeah. when he felt fabulous and he'd power because a lot of it was about his powerlessness. Yeah. And it's, and it's again, that really, really creepy masculinity. Like, and again, this is one of the scenes, because watching it, and again, having watched the American remake beforehand, I'd forgotten the American remake, except when a scene came on from the original. And there the are a number of those... The questioning scene comes yeah. to mind. The the reveal of like what where the where the guy actually is after mm. all these years, and they're all done much much better here because there's that questioning sequence is fantastic. Um, it's really uncomfortable. It's, it's so really dark. harrowing. It's yeah. dark, and it should, but it really like it really says a lot about the nature of rape, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, without ever saying it, like it really does say that it's a horrible crime. Um, based on on hatred and power, and yeah. like, that it's not a sexual thing at all. No. And so, in saying that, it also makes the fact that he is not in jail all the worse. Mm. And yeah. and it connects it, I think, back to that idea of what what's happening in a broader sense, where it's as you point out, this is his moment of power. He's he's always felt powerless. He's always felt like uh, he's an inadequate little man, yeah. and suddenly he does something dreadful, and it's. It, it becomes a, a social currency. Power. Yeah, it becomes... yeah, and he's proud of it. And, and yeah. absolutely, and why wouldn't he be? They're saying, Ash, that's your own private business. Yeah. Um, they... Here, take a gun and do it for us. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the I, I, I loved that scene because of, um, uh, Irene, um, Irene, Irene? Irene. Irene? Oh, um, Irene. <laughs> but Hastings, because we can use the English pronunciation. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's Scottish. Um, her her performance in that because she she, uh, that's, she and I apologize, I'm going to mangle this. Uh, Soldad Villamil. Go, go. Soledad Villamil, I think. Cheers. Very good. Uh, so <laughs> the her her performance here is incredible because she's kind of she's whispering to Benjamin to say kind of like Sandoval isn't coming, and then she notices. Your man look down her top. Yeah. And it's this incredible kind of like strength from her to like, and the, the, cause, cause she, she, she sees how he's like the way he's objectifying her and it, it, it really kind of it clicks into place. Brings. Yeah, uh, you and, know, and rather, rather when you than meet shrink one, you away look. from us, she, um, confronts him in this really powerful, yeah. Like, you think this is way. your strength staring yeah. at me like yeah. this, but actually, this is your weakness because this is how I'm going to get you. Absolutely. And this is the same thing where she asks, you know, how do you know it's him? And and uh, Benjamin responds with, I, I just know. I don't know how I know, but I know. And in that moment, she knows as well, which is, mm. is remarkable. Yeah. Mm, I mean, I thought, I mean, I know that, that there was a lot of discussion at the time. Sorry, I keep turning my head away about, um, 
avenging angel and, and the notion. Yeah. I don't know if we're, we can talk about that or not. No, let's go for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the notion of, of justice and what is justice. And yeah. if it's not served, do you have the right to go for it yourself? Or I mean, I know if that was my daughter, absolutely, I'd... I'd I'd feel totally entitled to do that. And hope I aged a bit better than Morales while I was doing it. But like, I mean, absolutely, (laughs) I would feel totally entitled to it. But But I know other people, it's not right. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is that like, we're we're glad that there are laws in place to prevent us from doing these things. We also know that like, if it were our... um, But when those uh, laws fail... Loved ones, um, we, we would absolutely make those... Um, same decisions that 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 Morales does, and and or that we wish that we could on some with, level, you know, even if we didn't. But that's yeah, sure. But it ge- the film like gives you that to think about and talk yeah. about. Like it does it, it. There's a whole lot. It leaves you with a lot, doesn't it? Like it yeah. leaves you with pictures. It leaves you with ideas. It leaves you with concepts, and it leaves you with discussion topics. You yeah, know? Like it's and the it, film that keeps giving. And it's 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 why I guess the, the, the victims don't get to um, do the kind of sentencing. Because you, you, um, well, I, I, I suppose there, there are those people who are capable of kind of like forgiving, but what, what, what kind of um, uh, punishment could possibly am, am, amount to the crime? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's an issue. I think that the film is, is in some ways arguing that this is a very specific set of, of circumstances in that, like, there's a reason, when, and again, this is going to be very yeah. abstract philosophical debate of law and justice and stuff, but we generally, Andrew's right when we say we don't trust the victim to determine the sentence. We we ask the state to serve as an arbitrator in that But matter. what if the state... But what if the state fails? And, and yeah. in this case, the state in has failed. Specifically, yeah. In, in this moment in time, it has, because it, it's basically collapsing into yeah. itself. I do, it's, I, it's not just that he got off on like a technicality or something. It's because the state is thoroughly corrupt and rotten. Yeah, and exploiting that. Yeah. And the fact that, that was something the American one did well. I think they didn't shy from from suggesting the state could be dirty. Yeah. Well, they they moved it in the context of for those who haven't seen it in the context of the war on terror, um, where they basically right, they yeah. they suggest an equivalence between that and the Argentinian dirty war. And in fact, um, the director has as when he was asked to account for his surprise win of the best foreign film Oscar, he speculated that the film would have been particularly well received by Oscar voters at the end of the George W. Bush presidency. That they would have maybe seen something of contemporary America in that, mm. where like law and order are seen as being secondary to pragmatic political concerns and i think that's sort of what the film's suggesting in 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 this sense is that like the state has so thoroughly and completely failed that the only recourse is to find some sort of personal measure of justice that and Mm. i I actually one of the things i i kind of admired a little bit about it was like the investigative portions of the film um in like 1974 before you know the dirty war before everything like that are they're generally quite tough they're fairly standard like police procedural stuff but you know, afterwards, um, when, you know, in 1999, when he's trying to track these guys down, all he has to do is just go to the change of address office because, you know, that joke about totalitarian regimes and sort of regimes that have sort of slipped into fascism being meticulous record keepers. Sure. Um, sort of, in some ways, I like the irony of that making like the hard sort of gumshoe work of detective quite easy because you have this documentation of stuff that you've basically sort of surveilled of everybody and you know exactly where everybody is. 
Um, so I quite like that aspect of the film. Um, yeah, and the, the lady behind the counter is still in that era, even if everyone else isn't. You know, it has like, been moved it's out. not an option. <laughs> you just have to do it. Yeah. It's not a question. Well, the civil service still twenty years behind. Uh, but yeah, sort of. I really like that aspect. It was a small thing, um, and obviously. You know, totalitarian and fascist regimes are terrible. Let's be absolutely clear on that. But I did like the, uh, they do make police work a little bit easier. Sure. Mm. If you actually put the, the effort in. Yeah, the, 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 mo- the moment where, it, like, where, where. Because it, it was it, all pre-internet, wasn't it? Like, it yeah. was 1999, so. Because I remember thinking that when they were doing, the, when they had the conversation with the notary, where they noticed that these are all football players. For God's sake, why didn't you Google it? Yeah, because now when you just <laughs> type the names into Google and you bring back a hit, which would be the team that had all of them on it. Yeah. Like, ah, I wonder if that's it. I mean, there's there's argument there about how, like, this is one of the things where modern technology makes storytelling much harder, because every horror movie you now have to explain, why don't they just use their phones? Um, oh, it's a signal black spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, most of Your the world. Your battery's not dead, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only I charged this. Uh, yeah. Get Out has, like, uh, what characters repeatedly unplugging his phone battery is one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, is it, isn't, isn't Tesco on the, on, on the, um, on the O2 network? Well, actually, Actually, it's a secondary. <laughs> so, so like, I can't get proper four G. Um, so, the the I I think you mentioned the kind of um, structure of this as well. There's a few things like there's. I, I think he's he's still he's still driving a, a, a black Renault in in like two th- in, in, in in like 99 versus uh, 74 um, his apartment yeah. hasn't changed at all actually I quite like that reveal at the end when she finally gets to visit it it looks pretty much exactly as it was and you can that's when sort of but like, I mean he's been away and lived I suppose in Juan yeah. or whatever um, it's called it kind of it's it's like it's making the point of because at one point it says a, a thousand pasts and not one future only memories so that that like it's 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 it it may be twenty five years later, but it's it's still he's the still same living. preoccupation. Nothing, nothing, not um. Well, nothing that's has changed. But that was in his, the like he was obsessed with that thing of of you know it feels like another life, but it's not another life. It's it this was life. this one, yeah, it, and he's, it still is, and you're not dead yet. He's basically, still looking dude. for Gomez, and he's still looking for. Well, even at the start, uh, he's, when he's talking about how he wants to begin the novel, he's like, I've got a thousand beginnings and no endings. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. this is exactly the same sentiment. Because you, you have that, and it's, you have that idea even within this sort of recurring theme of like memory versus record keeping. And like, so for example, like they have the pictures in, in the like albums so that, you know, keeps his wife fresh. He looks at them, Ricardo looks at them. And like, you know, Benjamin's wondering who these people are. And you see that Ricardo because he's a banker, um, has gone to the record of, uh, gone to the effort of actually like indexing and cross-referencing yeah. all the people in these photos so that like the memory won't fade and so it might be remembered. Mm. And again, I, I wonder if that's a cultural thing to do with like the trauma that like Argentina has gone through in this, the idea of like maintaining some sense of continuity. But it also, I think, hints at something more personal in terms of like the, as, as you pointed out, the act of remembering, the act of record keeping and the idea of like the past the past being a cage, just as much for you know for Ricardo and for but Benjamin so many as it is people for were disappeared. You know, yeah. I mean, in between the time of when the events took place and nineteen ninety nine, I mean, that was when all the, the disappeared. Yeah. And it, it's it's a it's a funny thing because it, it's it's like a, a lot of this kind of um, uh, being being in the past um is 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 a search for something that's a future but it's also a search for in 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 the case of gomez it's a, a search for justice and he realizes that some 
version of justice has been served, but it's also a a a, a search for him for 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 love, yeah. which is which has never been um, satisfied, and that's the big payoff of this movie, because it is about like kind of long, well, long, longing after justice off. and yeah. longing after love, and it finally being being kind of like de- de- delivered at the end. I suppose it may maybe in a more satisfying way with with, with the love story. <laughs> yeah, um, then and the, the cut forward another twenty five years to see like uh, if their married life is much better than that of Joe <laughs> and Ricardo. I think it'll probably surprise nobody who's listened to a few episodes of the podcast that I cried a few times. And 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 though and though though sometimes I can be an easy person to to to, to make cry. To, to 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 make cry, um, it, it's often only just maybe one time. If if if, if even in a movie, in, in in this it was it was, it was a number. Uh, there was there uh, was a moment Esposito we looking at at Hastings when uh, in in the photo. Well, see, see, at see, the party, so it's, yeah. it's like when they're remembering Sandoval and when they're remembering how things were, they have they go through the old photos, and she's like, "Look at you there, staring off to the side," and you're like, "Can you really be that oblivious?" And, um, it, and it turns out she's she's not. But um, it was it was the moment as well when Esposito tells Ricardo about Gomez at the train station that really got me. Where Do he it, stands up and he hugs him. Yeah. Where 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 Ricardo has been um, going to these oh. train stations like uh, a, a it was couple lovely of that there were no words in it for for a year yeah exactly like, I mean it was so I thought that was very that, well done yeah and he he like this kind of slow sort of like where yeah it's just and, illustrated not absolutely no. and then later later on of course. There's the, 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 the farewell at the train station between Hastings and Esposito, well, uh, which you see beautifully portrayed at the at the start of the movie in in, in kind of like... I'm, I'm, in I, that memory slash stream yeah, filter it, it looks can't see like, the like, like kind of half drawn. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, um, and, then, um, and then the n- next moment, I suppose, which is kind of... I, the penultimate scene of Just the movie. Um, before we go on that with the train station, I also kind of got a little bit really sad when you know, the little, the throwaway line during the interrogation where, you know, where Benjamin's asking, so you're, you commute to work. It's like, which train station do you come into? It's like, oh, I get the bus. Yeah. Which is just this really Incredible, bitter yeah. twist because it, it means obviously that Ricardo has been wasting his life. He never would have found him. He would have, no matter how many times he alternated through those train stations, he the never... The look on his face, yeah. like the, 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 the facial kind of acting and... and well, and the cast, the cast are fantastic. Um, they really inhabit those roles, don't they? Like they really... I thought they were just wonderful performances. Mm. They make them seem lived in, mm -hmm. uh, which is remarkable for like a film that is so dense and so packed. Like, I mean, (laughs) and I couldn't, and they, they play, they play two versions of the same um, characters as well. Could the, the the younger and the older, I think um, for, for, I couldn't tell for, for a little bit. I think I eventually figured it out. It it was probably more straightforward. Um, but I couldn't tell if they had aged up the, oh, the yeah. actors or if they had made them look younger. 
um, for 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 a bit, and of course you don't see you don't see an older version of Sandoval. Yeah, but I mean it's structured he's, such a way that you imagine Sandoval could have like died of drinking in the yeah. meantime because he's very clearly he's an, yeah he's an alcoholic. That's his passion. That, that is his passion. Yeah. I love that he's like, like he owns it. It's, yeah, absolutely. I like getting trolled in certain fights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't judge That's me. That's my passion. <laughs> Some people like football. <laughs> they kind of warmed in his eyes as well. There's no there's no sort of like. Uh, no shame, yeah, no nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is which, my passion, which is incredible. And the 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 um, and when you know when he gets called the last time because he's fighting in the bar, yeah, is that the the guy with the football fact? Yes, it is. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was the notary that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes you know, you know this this connection between football fans and neo Nazism. Sometimes it's just a connection. Between <laughs> oh yeah, because he's calling him a, a fascist. He actually calls him a Nazi. Nazi. He yeah, actually calls yeah. him a Nazi. Um, and then obviously, like the irony then being later on that Sandoval's murdered, but the implication, and I love that you never actually I get mean, a concrete answer. Like you have, you have obviously what it's about uh, football. Yeah, you have what Esposito imagined happened. You know where he likes to imagine. Oh that yeah, it, Sandoval yeah. sacrificed himself, but it's also entirely possible to imagine that the football guy was really, really angry. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. I don't, I don't but think that was, that was also, one of the yeah. Possibly. That was also the death of their relationship because that was when they had agreed to go. Yeah, and have that big convo so, before she got married. So sad because she she says like like that she wants him. She's like lay out all of your objections. He she's, he's kind of incredulous. Point, there's a really great like, and again, like this is the thing with the balancing she's so, of tone. In, she's such a fantastic character, but mm. she's so strong and. But I mean, there's a wonderful moment early on where um, Esposito is coming in to talk to her. And, oh, yeah, and it's, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's hilarious because the, it's, it's a moment the like payoff the, later she, on. what she's yeah. hoping yeah. for and this what he's her... hyped himself up to say are two different things, she's even like, though we thought he was the one that was holding that secret, yeah. the romantic secret. Yeah, because it, 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 and again, this is the thing, it's such a well constructed movie that balances tone so well because that's. An almost hilarious sequence in the yes. middle of what's a really gritty, really depressing, really bleak moment in the case where he walks in, he's like, oh, I, I think we need to talk. You ever have something sort of weighing on you that you need to discuss? And she's like, I think yes. I know what you're talking about. Let me close the door. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I asked my partner to join us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold, hold, hold. Not Hold on, Sandoval's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll is... also be joining us. Mm. Oh, I see. This and is then, not then the conversation we the... thought we were having. And then and... we see her face and they can't. Yeah. yeah. Know, like she, she's walking away from them to go back behind her chair and we can see her face go. And they can't. The payoff later on where she says to her, um, to her, 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 her age, assistant. Yeah. To close the door. Close the door. And then the, the closing shot being the closed door as well. Because that, that's the thing. There's a, particularly in the last half of the film, there's a lot of closed doors, a lot of sort of almost leaving the characters to themselves. And it's a recurring motif because earlier on mm. when, when he's, when she's ordering to pick up coffee, she's like, leave the door open. And then she tries to close the door, but then Sandoval arrives. And then later on, you obviously you have um, you have Benjamin walking away from Ricardo and Gomez. But I think the door closes behind him or the door is about to close behind him. You have the shot of them in the doorway anyway, the implication being that they'll be left there. And then you have the final shot of the film is the door being closed so that, you know, Benjamin and Irene can have their moment together. I kind of like that idea. What about the ambivalence, though, of him walking away from Gomez? And mm, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's 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 almost a rather than a judgment, it's a kind of um, a refusal to, to 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 lay judgment. It's like how how can I, um, what what would I do? Yeah. 
um, like who, who, what, what, what would I say? How do I feel about this? And it, like, like you, you've just, you've just witnessed something. Like even, even though, <laughs> yeah. even though we, it, we have difficulty articulating what exactly it is, and we just watched it in a movie. Yeah, yes. uh, we didn't walk just into Just ask him to talk to me. Just say anything. <laughs> yeah. It is incredible. You almost feel sorry for yeah. um, Gomez. Gomez, which is incredible, given everything that yeah. he does over the course of the film. Yeah. Oh, it, and, and the the and and then I suppose like like that's... it's not. I mean, I'd say ambivalence. It's not really ambivalence though, because inaction is action, and yeah. not making a decision is a decision. Yeah, mm. you know. I so mean... not stopping it is is effectively yes. a passive sort of endorsement of it in some way. Yeah, especially when you it. used to be a copper. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you probably know a few people you can well, call. Suppose... <laughs> He was he was uh, always a little bit kind of um, uh, loose with 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 the kind of r- well destroying r- official documents the, and stuff the, uh, like that. Where 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 they go down to um, to the town um, where his where his mother is living and it, it, casual breaking it's, and entry. It's an incredible um, and it's 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 such a good movie because there there's that tension when he's looking at the letters and then there's a figure coming up behind him and you think oh my god Gomez is, is, is oh my in god the, he's staying yeah, with his mother he's, he's gonna get him exactly and then we're going full psycho and it's Sandoval which is such a great kind of like like a shift and then this, the the scene when they come back and the judge <laughs> is like so <laughs> um, you respect it, me right yeah and he's he's like who who, who do you Deny think that all. car is uh, is registered oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the scene where it's like S Espo Espo Si And just the awkward silence where it's like I'm not going to say Toe You are going to say Toe I really liked that sequence I think it's a really nice sort of clever thing Because again it's a lot of this is how it relates to like American procedurals and stuff like that. And that's a scene that would play out like pretty much exactly in any other procedural where you're dragged in front of the chief and the chief's like, I told you to let this matter lie. But yeah. what happens here is he actually does let it lie. And I think that's a very clever and perhaps maybe a very specific reference to this context. Where I imagine if you're in Argentina in 1974 and your boss tells you to let this matter lie you probably let it lie as opposed to in an American cop show where you're like, damn it, I know this is the case. Because he goes away for a year and it's only when he bumps into Ricardo at the train station that he decides to reignite it. Mm. The thing as well that makes this less, that, that makes that scene less generic and kind of stock is the fact that we find out so much about the the the, the character of the judge yeah. is developed in that scene where like as you were saying in a normal procedural he's like a uh, he's, he's a playing, bald middle-aged man he's, who's he's, got like heart medication he's playing this 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 very kind of specific role um but here it's like we, we um so far in the movie we've 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 been told like oh he's 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 useless mm-hmm. like he's just kind of like he uh, signing things you know mm-hmm. and and he's like you must really take me for an idiot and what what, what we see we see this kind of um steely side to him cuz mm-hmm. ev- everyone is being kind of like laughing at him and kind of dismissing this judge but we 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 get a sense of who yeah, he is under we get, Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, like, I mean, he's a politician, yeah. not someone who should be in charge of justice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But that, 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 that he has a sort of a, a clout to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the, um, and then it concludes where he's like, oh, and, and there, 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 there was an, there was another man who, <laughs> who went, 
went into the, uh, the grocery store, grocery store um, and started drinking. I bought a bottle of whiskey, started drinking it before leaving the grocery store. There was, there was Do you want me to read you a description? <laughs> there was another man uh, pretending to tie his shoelaces when they were loafers. <laughs> it's a very funny film. It's yeah. A, yeah. Which is remarkable given the subject matter and, and like the tone and the weight of it. It's and hilarious. But they person. all fit in right. Like none yeah. of those scenes feel like they were oh sticking a funny bit you know yeah. they're all they all really organic if you they're were going to stick in a funny bit you wouldn't stick it in no. in the places that they do because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they before uh sandoval is murdered he's 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 saying like oh ring 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 my wife and he's like you're your phone, your house phone doesn't work. And it's like, oh, use yours. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine doesn't work. Use yours. I think my um, joke is, is sandwiched between the revelation that Sandoval is so ineffective that he can't get his phone repaired and Sandoval about to be murdered by a death squad. It's like, that is not where you would put a joke. In yeah. A, in a, you know, if you were like, we need to liven this up a bit. You'd be like, okay, we'll add a slapstick scene. It's yeah. like, not put a little joke between these two hours. And I, I'm convinced the conversation um, between be, between Morales and Esposito is, is funny as well. It's funny when you're rewatching it. The, 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 the one later. Oh, the when, one later. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the, the one where, they're, where he's it's actually visiting as the older guy. And he says, you're, 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 you're better than me. And, um, like, it's cause, cause you're really kind of like, the love that you had for this woman is incredible. You're, you're a really kind of remarkable, uh, person. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I guess, I no. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I am worthy of remark, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, I can certainly certainly stick at something. Yeah, mm. commitment. That's mm. what that's what it takes. The key to any long term relationship is commitment and <laughs> conversation, maybe. But mm. that's probably less important, according to this film. And mm. the 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 um the music as well, like yeah. behind this movie, really kind of heightens it. The 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 the, the, the atmosphere, I suppose. suppose the, 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 because when he's realizing, he's thinking about all of these sort of moments. Where Morales said certain things, like the four bullets, and and well, when he thinks about all of the that's kind of things that don't really add yeah. up, it's and, a fantastic yeah. procedural sequence. It's the montage where everything clicks into place, but yeah. it works beautifully. It's, it's, it's like so the well constructed. Pe- people, the familiar one for people is the usual suspects. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> dropping the coffee cup. Um, yeah. Except this time he just pulls over the side of the road. But it is the rhythm of that sequence is fantastic, and the bit where it keeps coming back it's to the four under, bullets. And the, yeah. It's underscored very well. Yeah. And it's it's all set up perfectly. It's it's very the storytelling here is fantastic, um, just even as as a work of film. And actually, speaking of storytelling, I kind of find so. What are you saying? It wouldn't be on your t- personal top. Yeah, list. what is? Yeah, where are you that? going? And you're saying, yeah, I. haven't you talked yourself into it by now? <laughs> <laughs> is, is is this another uh, uh, Darren Mooney has no uh, on the fence? Uh, <laughs> um, well, are, are, is it the the heartless Darren Mooney um, uh, cliche? Trope? Which, which yeah. Darren Mooney cliche are we going? With? <laughs> Darren doesn't, can't make tough decisions, or Darren yeah. doesn't have a soul, or both. No, I mean, I I would need to see it again a couple of times in order to, you know, properly I assess. suppose to get a bit of... Uh, a bit of perspective on it. I loved it. I absolutely it's, loved it. Yeah. You have but, to go with the whole... It's just, you know, the passion in the movie. Well, the first, see first it time I saw this it. movie, I was like, oh, that movie is incredible. And it, it, it it's a it's a very special kind of thing that... I guess we, 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 we don't have so much because... Like, I can't imagine really... I do it every now and then when I'm back, back, back at my parents' house. But the, the idea of actually watching telly 
yeah. like the I'm way people used to 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 watch telly is 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 so kind of um alien now but <laughs> they they you you do catch these sorts of gems and the, re- the reason they're on telly is because they're good. The reason they're being played um, at the time they are is because, like, while whilst they're very good, they're nobody is going to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, and, and stuff, m- movies like this, kind of, um, there was another one similarly that I saw, like, at, like again, at probably, like, Midnight or something like that, was the uh, Nana Moretti's The, the Sun's Room. Which I I think I it was like a, a a Pandora winner, but it's one of these movies that we don't get to see mm. unless we're up like at, at I happen to be flicking yeah, through the channel because yeah. TV. I mean, when they used to run, you know, they would run maybe you know series of films by a certain director or yeah. you know, and that was great because you could kind of. You know, they might pick maybe a series of Argentinian films or they would pick yeah. films by Kubrick or whatever. And, and so they'd show one every week and, and it was really nice. And I think there was a much broader range of films shown at mm. one point on TV. But now people assume you can get it anywhere. But actually, yeah. you can't. Not but all films. This is the thing, because Netflix has, has made film universal. But if mm. you look at it, um, and again, ne- this is one of the things that where Netflix is is like, Netflix knows you better than you know yourself, according mm-hmm. to Netflix. But Netflix have, have argued that when people fill out their form saying what kind of films they like, apparently people who say they like foreign films don't really like <laughs> foreign films. They just like to say they like sure, foreign yeah, films. Yeah. <laughs> they like RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. which is also good, it but it's great. not a foreign film. But yeah. uh, Well, I mean, we are Irish, so they're all foreign films. I suppose, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so they find that apparently there are very few people who like foreign films. So their actual Netflix is say foreign film repository isn't great. If you're looking at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time list, Netflix has, I think, about 35 of them. Um, and this is a relatively populous list. Um, it doesn't have a lot of Best Picture winners. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of Palm Door winners. It doesn't have a, a broad selection. It has a lot of material in particular genres. So if you're looking for... Really, a f- much less older movies as that's well. That's exactly. Yeah. Very few black and white or movies. Or they have them for a while. I mean, Cine Parody yeah. so was on, but it's gone. You know, yeah. those kind mm. of things. So that you can't always bank what on What we really need is American Netflix. Mm. Um, I've heard Swedish Netflix is good too. Well, I think there's, there's a lot of kind of variation from kind of territory to territory. Yeah. But I mean, there's also Filmstruck as well. There's like specific bespoke services, but those aren't as... So Filmstruck is like the Criterion collection. They rotate through them, uh, but they've got like a whole range of stuff and they've got a lot of older films, but they're, that's not accessible here unless you have a proxy. And it's also not something that's accessible to you know the average Joe who just wants to watch TV and mm. film. So I mean, like having it on Sky or having it on Netflix makes it instantly accessible. To- well, there's so much new stuff always coming out as well that that's that's... You know, I mean, you get, there's so many things that I think I'd like to watch again, but I always end up watching <laughs> That's it, you have so else, much time. You, know? you only have so much time. That said, though, I will, in defense of Netflix, I will point out that, like, they managed to take uh, Veronique, which was that Spanish-language horror film, and turn it into a mini-pop culture event. People who wouldn't watch films with subtitles. My yeah. younger sister, who's, like, 18 years old, and not a big fan of subtitles, was like, I have to watch this film because mm. everybody's saying it's brilliant. Mm. And it's kind of cool that Netflix were able to do that. It just, it is an example of how hard it is to find this. Even if, and I was looking, I was looking specifically for this film. Yeah, so if you were just going to stumble. That's it. What, yeah. are, what would yeah. it take for me to find this film randomly? Well, I suppose, like, we talk about how um, there's, like, a, a mainstream unacceptance of movies with subtitles, but there's also a... Um, a kind of a subculture of, um, I, I guess, m- movie kind of 
uh, fandom where they're more likely to see a movie if it's old or more likely to see a movie if it's uh, subtitled. And they like like um, I've I've uh, I've 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 gone through like uh, phases where I've had like friends or girlfriends who mostly like um, were watching uh, far, foreign movies. And some of them are good. Some of them are not. <laughs> like, um, you know, that's the, Sturgeon's yeah. law. Ninety percent of everything is <laughs> yeah, terrible. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Where, but the the chances of going and seeing like a like a Jason Statham <laughs> of action movie are much lower in like, those for those sor- sorts of audiences. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I suppose it balances out, but I, I do yeah. think you're right when you say that there is. So some people will go out and will see, seek 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 this out, and the reasons maybe that other people wouldn't want to go see it um, are reasons that they would want to go see it. Um, just before we finish up, one more thing that I, I kind of noticed and wanted to talk about with the with the film is this idea of narrative. And it ties back into what we're talking about, memory and record and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of emphasis on records, a lot of emphasis on documentation, obviously point out the photos, but also just even like the typing up of official memoranda. There's a moment where Irene comes out and helps them dictate a joke that they're making about yeah, the yeah. judge in like proper formal language. Um, but there's a lot of that in there. There's, for example, when they want to reopen the case, there's the, you know, she has to destroy a piece of official documentation with her signature and the judge's signature on it. But I think it's telling that like, Benjamin doesn't solve this case as a police officer or to his satisfaction. He doesn't find a resolution to the case as a, like a police officer whose job it is to, or as a, as an investigator to find, you know, to, to reveal facts or to find details or to produce reports. Instead, he finds resolution and closure and satisfaction as a novelist, as a storyteller, as a man who fictionalizes history, as a man who writes a story rather than a record. Um, well, for none of them does does yeah. resolution come from any sort of officialdom. If anything, it's mm. like, I mean, it's quite an indictment of the powers that be. I, lo- yeah, I the love whole the, film. the idea of him as a storyteller. What you're saying, Darren, kind of leading to some resolution because she he he gets her to read the story yeah and say what do you think of the story mm, yeah. and her response is like well it doesn't make any sense cuz the the whole idea of this this woman at the at the um, train station. at the train station, kind of longing after you and holding her hand up and running after. But we you. don't actually know what stories told. Yeah, mm. that's well, the thing. But the the the, the, the thing she says is that because like, the, that like I even mean, if he's, if the story was of you know the woman who was murdered, why is that what she picks up on? Like which story did he tell? We never know what he's written. I would argue the opposite. I think we know what he told because we see it. We don't necessarily know what really happened. Like with the murder of Sandoval, where you see what he likes to imagine happened to Sandoval, but you don't see what happened. He, he openly admits that's what he likes to think happened. But what? Like he told the story of the film. Or some of it, anyway. Like this, this what, the... So why is that what she... Like, of, of this, you know, this is a story of a rape, because, a murder, because... an unsolved case, and she goes, oh, that bit of the train, that doesn't make sense. Well, I... Because yeah, th- that betrayed to her. That it's is. a strange sort of a novel, because he... he I think he is telling the uh, story of their kind of... Um, unrequited love in in in, in this novel. At, at, at least At least that's the way I kind of... They, because it's part of the story of the of they're, like, of, of the rape and murder as well. Mm. Because they they well, they, they were that it is. He, like, they were he's initially sort of hesitant about. It, I think when he's talking about like he has so many beginnings, and he's like, why would it begin there? And she's like, just 
begin with. Well, I mean, it's a novel that everyone can read, apparently, in about 30 minutes. Well, that's like, like, I love the scene where Ricardo's like, it's really I think more it's of a, a memorandum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, your prose could use some structuring. You could maybe... Because that's, that's the thing. I love that, that trope in movies of people sitting down to read a novel and the novelist just standing around waiting for a response. Like, dude, you do realise it's not a short film. It's, <laughs> it's not like you sit down 10 minutes and they're done. It's like you, you give it to them and you go away and you hope that they read it. Um, so I like that this actually made a point of going, this novel... Really short. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's that's a mistake, Darren. You got, it, it, for so some someone who's written a few books, the the, 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 <laughs> the next one you 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 write, you have to actually stand over the person and make they're, sure they're reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Otherwise, they'll be like, "Oh, I, I like the um, <laughs> yeah. I like the thing that happens in the first like ten the pages." Play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the, the you never read those manuscripts. I <laughs> never. No, I don't read, Darren. <laughs> um, you were the post literate generation. Yeah, but the the going back to this thing about him him resolving things through storytelling. She mm. asked the question, like, well, if that's what what actually happened, then you would have taken me with uh, with you. Why didn't you take me with you? Whereas, like, there's something wrong with this story. <laughs> and, this and, is a, and, I've taken yeah, the bottle. Yeah, 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 and that, that's his his response to that is is that you know you're 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 right, and the, that's that's such a great kind of um, well, think, uh, moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where he finally screws up his courage. Yeah, uh, well, I think that's something that we kind of talked about in the podcast before. I think it was when we were talking about like Amadeus, where it's this question of like how fiction is in some ways truer than you know the official record or than reality, and that so he can. You know, he he never was able to articulate that to her, like as a as an objective fact. He was able, mm. ever, ever able to say, "Look, I have these deep seated feelings for you," but it's by it's, fictionalizing it, it became safer. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. remove. Yeah, because mm. it's just a it's just a detail of this story. It's like, and then and then Goma and and then uh, uh, Sandoval is murdered. So we have to. So I had to go on the lamb and um, I said, <laughs> like, I, I wonder how much uh, is given to it in in in, yeah, in, in that the memo novel. version. It's like, <laughs> where, where, where it's kind of like uh, um, you realize we, that the, the actual case only takes up about four paragraphs. The rest <laughs> of it is just you lamenting your wasted opportunities. Yeah. Oh no! I see. In in and what what about yourself, Anya? I'm 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 looking forward to kind of um, the what 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 else? Because there's so much. There's so much in, in here. In 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 here. Absolutely. That's why I think it's deserving of its place more than deserving of its <laughs> place because I think it's really really rich. Mm. And I, 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 I didn't realize that this great movie that I'd seen like a few years ago was this movie on the on the list. Because um, I, I think I've been asked before to kind of like name Your like what, what's my favorite. I, I think this would be in the really? conversation. Wow. Would it, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something pretentious about me listing this and the lives of others, like two foreign language movies. It's just because you're more cultured than the rest of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I also uh, like, though, that this means that when, when we do, once a year, myself and Andrew sort of sit down with a bunch of people and we assess what we think of the list and what our favourite movie is on the list. So this keeps it fresh. It means that every once in a while, Andrew has a new favourite movie because he remembers <laughs> that movie was actually on the list. Exactly, yeah. But uh, was there anything else we didn't talk about, actually? Anything that we haven't sort of touched on that you think is sort of like core to the movie or that you'd like to talk about no i mean i think the 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 script is amazing but inevitably something get the the, the subtitles weren't bad um oh, but, do you speak spanish yeah oh cool so 
so you were able that's to follow part, it with yeah so that's part of my attachment to it i think mm. um brings me back to an earlier life and oh yeah actually because you, you mentioned that you wrote your thesis on argentinian cinema I believe. well it was on the kiss of the spider woman and a few different things in that and and about the use of media for political ends yeah and that was more about spain it wasn't about uh, south america but it was about how after the fall of Franco, this the socialist government, the new government, so they abolished censorship so that they could completely change oh. people's minds much more quickly. So it was funny, you know, I mean, you'd be in Spain where, you know, in 1968, I think, Itsy Witsy, Yellow, Teeny, Bikini, that song was banned. Any song that had Kiss or Love in it was banned. Oh. It was really, like, it was even Incredible. worse than here. And then, you know, in the within 60s. in the late 60s, wow. early 70s, under under Franco, it was really, really repressive. And then there was a real cultural backlash. That, yeah, and yeah. but they did it very deliberately. And so by the 80s, I mean, there was a live sex show on the Ramblas featuring a donkey, you know, but that was actually only stopped by the Spanish SPS, PCA or whatever. You wow. Call it, you know? okay. no longer it was just the they donkey. did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they did the, like it was very much, and it was and like the wow. the, the Wednesday evening movie would be um, it would, what was those famous softcore films? It was a whole series, and was a woman's oh, those. name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it was a woman's name, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Yes, that, oh. that would be so. You know, here you'd be. Karen <laughs> looks almost surprised that I know the name of this. <laughs> they were famous. <laughs> it's because you're oh. such a big fan of foreign film, Andrew. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were subtitled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that kind of thing, and that 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 was what it was on. So I have a, an affection for these things. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I think that sort of wraps up talking about this film. The only thing left to do then is to talk about what we're going to talk about uh, next week on the list. So Anya, as guest uh, on the list, we're going to ask a quick favor. You're going to ask you to fire up. We're going to fire up the random number generator. We're going to ask you to pick a random number between one and uh, two fifty. So if you give us just a second here, uh, Andrew, will you prepare the two fifty? The uh, 250 number generator. Let me say the magic words. Uh, Random number generator. Twist, twist, twist. Show us a movie on this list. It's number... 42. Uh, And one day Darren will learn to actually have the list open (laughs) so that he can just jump straight to it. Yeah, if we didn't have... What happens if you've already done it? (laughs) Well, we'll do it again. <laughs> well, see, the, the random number generator machine that you see in front of you isn't actually that advanced. We, we, it's not, you can see it's kind of steampunk. It's not digital. So we can't program in <laughs> the movies not, that not aren't on the, the budget yet. Yeah. Funny you should ask what would happen if it was a movie we already covered. <laughs> Because it turns out number 42 is Terminator 2, which I think we covered last year. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that, that, that's a new sound effect, Andy. But how, how often do they change? I mean, uh, they change. Very, the, it changes yeah. dynamically. Pretty so um, look at it tomorrow. It might not be Terminator 2 anymore. No. <laughs> but uh, I may ask you to go again then back to the random number generator. This is going to happen increasingly. As as we go along. And it is number... We landed in the same neighborhood. 49. 49. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to think of some way. Of sort of removing <laughs> the numbers ahead yeah. of time. And number 49 is... <gasps> I can't see because oh, I haven't sorry. got my glasses uh, on. The Prestige. The Prestige. 
Uh, Christopher Nolan's Prestige, which is the first Christopher Nolan film that we've landed on using the random you number just, generator. You just heard Darren fanboy. I got the face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hot under the collar, ladies and gentlemen. No, well, we, who we, will we get on to talk about Christopher Nolan? I Darren? wonder who we might. I see if we can find somebody who's writing a book, possibly. On it. See if we can find somebody with a level of expertise in that sort of park. But um, yeah, so the, the it's the Prestige, the first Christopher Nolan movie that we've hit on the list, which is remarkable given that all the Christopher Nolan movies are on the list. Mm. Um, so statistically, we should have. Well, hit... I suppose we 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 had a disc just in with um, uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. Perfect. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick look at the trailer, uh, so you can and listeners can listen to the trailer, can hear the trailer, and see what we'll be doing next week. Shoot me! Come on! No, I can't do shoot. it. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> well, how do you do it? Magic. I'll perform this feat in a manner never before seen by yourselves or any other audience anywhere in the world. The audience loved it. This trick is top-notch. You need to celebrate. <laughs> a real magician tries to invent something new. Go on. It's something that other magicians will scratch their heads over. I suppose you have such a trick. Yes, you do. It's the one they're going to remember me for. What happened? It was the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. I need to know how he does it. He has no trick. It's real. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called The Pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary, but of course, it probably isn't. The second act is called The Turn. He's obsessed with discovering your method. The magician makes this ordinary something do something extraordinary. Huh. Now you're looking for the secret, but you won't find it. That's why there's a third act called The Prestige. This is the part with the twists and turns, where lives hang in the balance. Julie, come on! And you see something shocking you've never seen before. Ah! This was built by a man who can actually do what magicians pretend to do. Real magic. I know what you really are! How does he do it? You want the truth. Nothing is impossible. I'll break it down, bro. No more secrets. Secrets of my life. So, coming this fall from apparently Bloomhouse, um, that is a really scary trailer. That makes it look like you're going to see a slasher movie. If you, yeah, if you like, um, if you like uh, s- s- um, metal font, then that, that, <laughs> that constantly that reorganize <laughs> like like a T one thousand. Yeah, into <laughs> into various timelines yeah. for the movie. But Anya, have you seen the Prestige? No, I haven't. You haven't seen the Prestige. No. Oh, okay. It's a Christopher Nolan that escaped me. Ah, it's spoiling nothing to reveal that Darren is quite fond of the prestige but we'll probably talk about that in a bit more depth next week um in the meantime if listeners are looking to get a bit more on you in their lives where can we find you um what are you doing what are you up to 
I disappear back into the ether after this. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to hunt you down on like an Alaskan tundra. Yeah. Uh, have to parachute in and knock on a wood cabin door and be like, "Do you want to come and talk about the secret in their eyes?" Uh, <laughs> I just sit back at home watching it. Perfect. On uh, repeat. <laughs> so, Andrew, where can we find you? Um, I, I, well, I, I, uh, Twitter, <laughs> okay, I guess, yeah, uh, A-Q-U-I-N-N-I-U-Q-A, um, but uh, like, don't, don't, <laughs> but <laughs> welcome you, to you the can if you want to, you can if you want to, I, uh, you're, I don't have like a private account or anything. <laughs> welcome to the 250, apparently the hardest to find podcast yeah. in the world. You can follow us online at, at the 250, you can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes. Uh, please feel free to share, to leave a review. If you like it, tell everyone. If you don't like it, tell us. Take it easy, and we'll be back next week to about Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, and I am very excited. Uh, bye. bye! Bye!